Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. However, I think I only put sound on like two or three flocks and uh, I didn't even turn a cheek. It just kept on rolling. That was with Mike yeah. on the hilltop over by oh, uh, yeah. east of wherever. Yep. East, east in, of that spot. In the hill countries. <laughs> so we were up on a hill and uh yeah, they just didn't. There's a lot of birds in that area, but I don't know. Well, it's cold and clear. I just, we just kind of knew what we were in for. So I was like, well, let's try this box. And uh, I was kind of surprised that it held up as good as it did in the wind because it was like 10. How fast is it set up? Five seconds. Really? I mean, yeah, I it's just, just like... fast. You just got the four walls, and you, I just kind of position them where they need to go. And, and I got uh, three pieces of rebar that go into each side. So on the end, I guess the end sides... There's three on one, three on the other, so slam those three and three, and the other side three and three, and it's up. Huh. The lids, I got some niodianesium magnets on them installed, and so they just... Click in place? Yeah. I thought that worked pretty good, and it does. Huh. It does. It's a little bulky for the back of the truck. Man, did I play a fucking... You look pretty sweaty in your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I played a miserable game of uh, equipment Tetris to get that thing in the back of the truck. Oh, man. And uh, then, yeah, when I was got out to the spot I was going to hunt, which was walk-in access, I, uh, I started walking. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> 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 you know, it's just like the top of the, uh, top of the mud or dirt. It's a little soft. And, yeah, we need to get that thing out in a field where the geese can actually see it and see how they react to it. I assume they would have been a good day for that. Yeah. Well, a little windy. I assume, yeah, because uh, yesterday it was like 15 mile an hour sustained winds, and I was still surprised how good that box held up. Because that thing, I mean, it's made out of foam, so and it's a big wind sail. I figured the biggest enemy of it would be wind. And I was thinking, like, when I built it, like, okay, probably can't take this out in 10 mile an hour winds than I did two nights ago. And then uh, yesterday it was like 15 with gusts to like 20. And uh, I said, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'll try anyways. That thing was solid, except the lids did fly off. Well, one lid would poof. I lost a lid like twice. I could see that happening. But you could still like, 
weight them or they got little windows on top i could just put a little hangy weight or something yeah that might work yeah do you got a little like tether on it so it doesn't just go flying flying i don't but yeah i was gonna put a tether on it just put a hole through the top and like a rope with a little stopper on it and just secure that to the sidewall so when you flipped it open to shoot it wouldn't just go flying in the mud and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yep yeah that'd be a pretty good idea yeah but it uh i'm I'm assuming it's gonna work as good or better than layout blinds with snow covers and it's warm it's four inches thick foam yeah and yeah, when me and Mike were in there, it was toasty. Yeah, without no, any heat or nothing, no just heater. body heat. Yeah, yep, just body heat. Everything stays in there. And, uh, notice the wind kind of comes through the um, windows a little bit more than I like, so I'm gonna um, take some clear plastic and just cover them. I mean, mm. maybe make a little swivel, like whoop, open a window when you want to call out of it. But other than oh, that, okay. I'm gonna seal that sucker up. <laughs> I'm sealing. We're gonna die out of carbon monoxide. Yeah, I don't know. We had birds. Uh, we had a pretty good day today as far as ducks. I mean, there was a crap ton of ducks that we were hunting. And we only had like two. Did we shoot in two groups? I think we only shot in two groups, but they were big groups. And we ended up with, uh, I think we were six short of a four-man limit, whatever that ends up being. Nice. Yeah, so it was fun. A lot of drakes. I think we only shot. We thought for sure one was a black duck. It wasn't just a dark hen. No, it was just a really, really dark hen. But yeah. I think there's some black duck in her lineage somewhere because her her speculum is um, more purple than it is bluish green. Like we compared them to a, another hen, and she's definitely darker, much darker, mm-hmm. and the wing color is different. So we're like, mm, pretty sure somewhere down that line. I mean, it could just be a, a random color morph too. But we really want it to be black ducks. So we're going with that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that several times, like in my yard, when the light start, when the light's a little low, and it's tough to tell if they're black. Well, or dark we could hands. see when at first, when they first flew over our head, we could see that she was darker, and then I really thought it was a black duck because when I was kind of looking behind me, it was backlit by the more, well, I guess not really the sun, but it was just I was seeing more silhouette, and she really looked dark then. But mm-hmm. once we got her in hand, we're like, oh no, it's not a black duck. Plus, she had the white on her wings yet, and. But she's much. When you look at the comparison, she's much darker. Oh, really? Yeah. But hmm. still, still just a mallard. Stupid mallards. There's a lot of mallards around right now. Um, what is it? November fifteen right now. Yes, we're recording this the fifteenth of November. That's usually about the time they are getting thick around here. We've got some real good mallard. Did you habitat. getting your creek ducks out here yet? Not yet, because I haven't put any corn in the yard. Mm. But I need to go get to uh, go get a couple bags of corn, just dump them in. I'm sure that I'd probably have ducks there. The ponds are frozen, so most yeah. of them are, anyways. Uh, you know what? I was really surprised how much open water I yeah, saw. Yeah, a lot yesterday. of lakes open. Mm-hmm. Well, that little warm spell we had was it last week? Like, or it got warm, warm, like the seventy. Of yeah, multiple and I had days. The, I had my boat out on the water fishing, and like we were hunting the, in it. it. Like the temperature came up. Like it, one day. It was four. I think water temperature was forty-one, forty-two degrees again. So it's like, poof, it's got ways to go for it to freeze. Nice, good. Keep them birds around. They're not going anywhere. Though, and looking at the long-range forecast, highs in the forties, low below freezing, but yeah, you know, lows in twenties, but highs in the forties. So whatever, that's not going to Whatever freezes anything. at night, it's gonna. 
Or melt. I'm not going to say I meant freeze. Yeah. yeah. Whatever freezes at night is going to melt during the day. If it even does, you get any bit of wind, it's not even going to freeze. Right. And we got crazy wind today. Yeah, dude. It's super windy out there. It's supposed to be cold and clear is what it said in the forecast as early as, or as late as Thursday, I think I checked it. It's supposed to just be cold, clear all day today. I was like, well, so I planned my hunting day to be yesterday, and today I was going to take care of a bunch of stuff and wake up like, son of a bitch. Yeah, we were doing weather, that. man doing the uh spinners the spinning wing dance today turning on shutting off i was getting really irritated until no remotes until uh we have one that's on remote i bought remotes for mine and they didn't work what do you mean like the lucky duck remotes i bought them and they didn't they don't work so i need to just email them and send them in or something but yeah i irritating. i've never owned a spinner with a remote personally i just take those what are they, lucky flashers, and just put them through a head hole or something? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. But I, once we turned those things on, though, when the ducks started flying, it was they keyed right in on them. I figured there'd be a lot of ducks coming out of Canada this year, That a lot of mallards that spinner ignorant, just because there was not Americans Oh, all the there. hunters up there? Sure. Yeah. I mean, people were talking all the time about, like, do you think the birds are going to hang up in Canada because no, there's no hunting pressure? No, I didn't think that like a little bit at all no they're gonna migrate when they migrate right exactly most of them don't like i mean most of them are getting pushed out by weather when we're talking about mallards and um the geese that like to hang out in the freezing temps but it really i think just comes down to water and food availability if they've got open water and there's not so much snow that they can't feed in field they're gonna stick around they're not my buddy um even until they have to what is it, Sunday? So on Thursday, my buddy had an insane, crazy migrator hunt just east of the cities, in between the cities and the St. Croix River. <laughs> oh, my God. And I kind of thought, like, eh, it'd probably be a good day for hunting, you know? It's like uh, clouds and, and a little northwest wind. And he said they were just pouring. Oh, I think that's the day I contact you about, you know, just trying to schedule when we could record. And you're like, are you out hunting? And yes, like, yeah, no. that's the only thing. You said, can you can you record? And I said, are you hunting? <laughs> that's because <laughs> like, he was no, like. No, but I wish I was. He was calling me like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, Damn dude, it. cycle those birds. And he then like five minutes later, he called me and he's like, uh, I just shot my limit. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and I was, I started cursing him out. I was like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I was just jealous is what I was. Well, exactly. I was that's just a, super jealous. That's exactly right. He borrowed some of my silhouettes to go and do it. And uh, just hunting solo. And nice. I, I was like, dude, is there any feeds around you at all? And he goes, no, they just want to be in my decoys. That's it. <laughs> jealous. I'm I jealous too. We haven't he had said a really. He decoying uh, groups from like 20 birds to over 100 birds in the spread. <sighs> Wow. He was running like 200 silhouettes. I could use a day like that just to build my confidence up. That's the best of the best right there. I was like, and he, this, he, I don't think he's ever had a day like quite like that. I mean, shit, how many days have you had like that in your life? <laughs> Not many. I've had, you know, half a dozen or something. Yeah. Like, it's out of 20 years of hunting. That's, that's pretty phenomenal when that happens to a guy. And yeah. he said nobody else was out hunting in the whole area. He was the only guy with a spread nice. set. Like man, what? And I think he took work off to do it. Like you, oh, lucky even better, son of a better bitch. Yet. Oh god! I don't know how many times I've taken work off for something and then it just didn't. I I skipped out an hour that day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, our hide today. I don't know. That's our only thing we could think of because it was you know snow and corn, and it was I don't know. We had two two layup lines that had snow covers, but 
the whites don't even match. The one's more yellow than it is white. The other one is pretty white. Then we had a partial. What do you mean a partial? Well, we had a, it didn't really fit, so uh, the the snow <laughs> blind didn't fit the uh, blind, oh, so yeah. we got a little McIvory with a knife and some zip ties. And then uh, the rest we filled in. Then the other blind was just straight snow spray, like the uh, Christmas stuff. Yeah, that stuff. And then... Um, yeah. I mean, so you had dirt showing through on a, yeah. Yeah, but it was, I mean, but that's the thing. There was some dirt in the field, too. Like, it was white and black patchy. Have I ever showed you the snow camo my buddy came up with? Uh, I don't think so, but I was, uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't start Googling uh, snow ghillie blankets. Snow ghillies, um, I don't know what to think of those. I've looked at quite a few of them, and there's one that looked okay, but really nothing. Here's a photo of that right here. Now, now this my buddy sent this to me on Christmas Day of 2014. Oh wow! Yeah, it's fucking dope, ain't it? Yeah, that's nice. That's just a patch of the fabric. That's like the design. That's a picture yeah. of the computer screen. Hell yeah! So that was six years ago almost, and I was like, "That's that's it. It's just, um, it's just a white, but it's got the dirt clumps showing through, shadows on the dirt, yeah, little pieces of yellow corn sticking out. You almost should just have like some like a white like a white um. Majority white like that Optifade. Just throw a bunch of white in there. Well, <clears throat> really what it is is, like, I've used some uh, snow jackets. I found these on, uh, this is like six, seven, eight years ago. Probably the same time I was getting this snow camo made was, you, you almost want like 101 Dalmatians type of look. Like the black splotches on yeah. it with hard edges. Because when, uh, on a cornfield, when the dirt pokes through, and it gets hit by hit by the sun. It's gonna create a right. hard yeah. edge, yeah. like when it it's gonna melt through. And a lot of times, you'll end up where the dirt gets so warm from the sun, it'll melt the snow away. So there's almost like a cavern mm -hmm. of empty. There's air then snow, but it creates these very hard edges of black splotches or dark brown splotches. So I was able to find some military camo out of like Germany, and it was at a surplus store in Maine. And I ordered like six of them or something. I still use them to this day. Hmm. But I guess somebody just sent me a snap of a uh, snap of it. They saw me wearing it on my Snapchat and said it was on uh, Amazon right now. I should, huh. pull, I should pull that up right. See what's up. I know those like the ghillie suits, the white ones. I think they look pretty good. I've never actually seen one like in the field. But the, my favorite one I've ever seen. It's, it's like white and khaki kind of. And it's just the thin fabric strips. You mean like the yarns? Kind of, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, my favorite one I've ever seen was uh, Avery made a one. Uh, have you ever heard Killer Weed? I think they had one called the Killer okay, Gilly. Maybe. But um, or the Avery Killer Weed Gilly, and they had a snow camo one that was pretty sick. It didn't have dark splotches on it, but it had like grass poking through. I was like, for an edge or something, that would be awesome. Well, they've been discontinued for like seven years, and even like five years ago, I could not find any. I mean, you think that that's a terrible? I don't know why it's not. That might be. So that's. Whose is that? This is Rancho Safari Ghillie Blankets. So Rancho makes the best, like, corn Prairie ghillies. Wind decoys. They've got a website, too. Probably shows it a little better. That's kind of what I'm on. I thought I could, like, click on that picture and it would get bigger, but it didn't. So, but. Ranchos are kind of thick. Like, that's why I don't use them for my uh, ghillie, ghillie suits. But I do use them for my ghillie blankets. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, like for... I've got a jacket Lay them there, over so all the boot bags if you're in layout blinds. Right. And I, honestly, I don't know how you get over or how you hide in these fields that... Because not only 
do is it is that pattern very very difficult to match where you got the dirt showing through in little chunks like 101 dalmatian yep. shit but if you look at that field from the south side it's going to be super dark you look at it from the north side super white so the color changes on the field as you circle it. yeah sure so how the fuck do you camo in that yeah <laughs> right well <laughs> Well, everything on the south side, and especially on a plowed field, which has like a ridge every two feet, every single ridge on the south side is dark, and that's why it gets that effect. But I don't know how I don't know how you really get over that, other than just I won't hunt a field. Hunt out of a white box. Yeah, a white box is a good way to do it, honestly. <laughs> like, um, and I think the white box idea kind of number one, we could probably get that snow camel yeah. I got printed onto a white box. True. And. Uh, you're just kind of doing that be the shoe thing right like where you're just something that's just out in the field that right a goose doesn't have any sort of natural fear of yeah it's weird but especially on a cloudy day where there's no shadows being cast it would right probably work really good speaking of shadows like somebody was asking me like somebody asked me about the box does it cast a shadow and i said well it's not dracula so <laughs> right. yes it casts a shadow and um is that something to worry about i, I don't think so because everything casts a shadow right like i'm not uh, the giant white box isn't hidden it's not a it's not yeah. a pit it's hot it's it's out there it is what it is same with like grass patches like when you're doing a grass hide do i worry about the shadow fuck no because a giant patch, patch of grass, grass is gonna cast a shadow sure. gonna, yeah, yeah so it looks natural to have a shadow because it's not I maybe mean, you think about hidden. it like any given a sunny day like i said everything in the field is going to cast a shadow they're as they're flying they're seeing all sorts of shadows tree shadows fence post shadows if it was invisible old it would implement be, shadows right if it was hay invisible, bale shadows it'd be weird if it cast a shadow like if it was invisible like if we just saw a shadow of a human being walk across the room We'd shit our pants and never live in this house again. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, but it, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get the whole obsession with shadows. Well, there has to be some, something to blame something on when it doesn't work. That was me. Like today, like the geese, they've been doing it to us all season long. They get right to the edge of the decoys and they elevate her up or they skirt the outside. Like we haven't, we have it's hardly finished any bombs. geese. We were using dive bombs, but <laughs> and then I started the question. I'm like, maybe they don't. Maybe they're getting burnt out on these skinnies. Maybe because everybody's running them now. Maybe getting wise to them. But I'm like, I I I'm really hesitant to believe that. But I'm like, I don't feel it's our hide because they're not flaring on us per se. Plus, they're not even getting over us. They're, you know, we got our decoys out in front of us, 30, 40 yards or whatever, and they're doing the elevator thing way out there. They're not even looking at us yet. Maybe they are. Maybe they see us. A lot sooner than we think. The only think, reason they'd avoid a field is if they suspected a predator is in it, though, right? You would think. I mean, from a long ways away, I don't know. Maybe How many decoys are you running? Um, well, we started off with just five dozen, and then we added another five. Okay. Not a, not a shit ton. Gross amount of them, no. No, not really. So, I mean, it, I, thought the, I thought it looked pretty natural. We had them kind of spread out and wasn't like just a blob and wasn't i mean it was pretty random that's what i like my spreads to be as random as possible i guess the only way to test that would be to go out there and run about 40 50 dsds see what, see happens. what happens if yeah. i had 40 50 dsds give it a shot you might know a guy <laughs> but i have i've been running mostly um ever since our hunt we did when we ran uh, 16 dsds mm -hmm. and didn't get any looks um that i've been running skinnies ever since that day just straight silhouette spreads getting better looks yeah yeah I've had a couple better hunts so. or whatever with them, but um, there's a time and a place, you know? Yeah, for sure. 
and we might just be dealing with some flocks of birds right now that have been seeing uh, a lot of skinny decoys at least since they got into Minnesota. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I, all you can do is wonder, right? I mean, you're just going to second guess. The most obvious thing is we always go to the hide. Like it's it's got to be the hide, you know. And it's, I mean, it yeah. didn't look terrible. That's it. Like the most obvious thing is the suspicion of a predator. So what does that mean? Like, it, what is it? Your hide? Well, it could be a million things. They just suspect there's a predator. And I think a lot of that suspicion comes down to the elements, like the weather elements. Um, it's every single morning you get drawn a hand, the geese get drawn a hand. Sometimes the geese just, you know, with the weather, and sometimes the geese just got that full house. I think they're stacking the deck against us. They are. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a great. I mean, our best hunt was that early season migrator day where everybody had a great day. I mean, that was like they were working you haven't had a great day since right then no i would not one i would call a great day like we limited out uh, a couple weekends ago but it took all day to get it done and that's like the last we were like six short or whatever and then the last there was like two little groups of three that did it just beautiful finally but the other ones we were taking pretty tall over the head snow goose like shots so even though we got a limit it didn't feel that successful of a day because we weren't they weren't doing it, you know. They weren't doing it dirty. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, if I can get a flock to just do it dirty, that's a successful day. I don't yes. care if everybody missed. Right, right. <laughs> I don't. And then there was there's a day that we shot over two hundred snow geese and we sky busted the shit out of them, and that didn't really feel that no, successful. No, you're like, eh. You feel like you're getting away with one. You're like, well, yeah. we got some, but we kind of cheated. Yeah, the weather. <laughs> we got the full house that day. You know, this the weather just lined up to where we were uh, getting birds flying over us at sixty to eighty yards constantly all day long. Nice. We sky busted two hundred of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's still fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's not nearly as rewarded as shooting them off your boot bags. Oh yeah, and I I like to say too that if I, if I just get to blow my call at a at a bird, then that was a that was worth it. Like if I if I'm able to put some sound on one flock and then judge how they react to it, like it was worth my time to yeah. to do this hunt today. We only shot at one bird, one goose today. However, when the geese were coming in, we kind of made our mind that we were going for a duck hunt. Like when Joel scouted the field, it was he saw ducks in the field. He says there were geese around too, but he's like, there's a shit ton of ducks. So we went in there with a duck hunting mindset. So mm -hmm. it's like, how many we, mallard full bodies did you run? None. <laughs> We did have five spinners out, though. Um, did you think about just doing, like, five spinners and five goose decoys? No. I, I Maybe we'd try that. Good. Could have just used the avians, I suppose. Because I don't think the goose decoy... People say, like, oh, you can just hunt ducks with, um, you know, using goose decoys. You set a goose spread. No. You can hunt ducks with just the spinners. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably could. Yeah. The, 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 the goose decoys are not doing anything for lining the birds up or giving right. them something to look yeah. at. That's 100% the spinners. Yeah, they for sure keyed in on the spinners. Um, but we did, so point being, like, the spinners were going, and I don't have remotes for my spinners. So it's, you know, we were doing the dance for a while. And then we had birds who were just too close. You couldn't even get out of your blind to shut the shut the wings off so i was really hoping that we could finish some geese while those things were spinning just so i could say that doesn't matter but apparently it matters because they wouldn't finish <laughs> and there were some of them were looking like they really wanted to be in that field too and then they just wouldn't do it so is that our blinds is the decoys was it the spinners weather. i don't know the weather was seemed perfect it was cloudy and spitting snow here and there i mean 
I know there was lots of birds around. That's for sure. I wonder how other people did in your area. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't hear any other shots. Too windy to hear other people shooting. Could be. Yeah. Unless yeah, but there's I've been doing a lot of scouting lately too. There's a lot of birds in the area. Um, north of that, south of that, mm-hmm. east of that, <laughs> west of that. <laughs> that. So that, everywhere knows what that is. Don't don't go there. There's no birds there. Nebraska? It's Nebraska. <laughs> it's hundred percent Nebraska. Uh, oh, it's getting to be that time of year too, where I mean our season's starting to I mean, ducks, how much how, how much time is even left on ducks right now? A week or two? Yeah. A so, couple weeks, I think. Tops. Time, time to start thinking about um In fact, doesn't it end I think the north zone ends here before December, does it not? I don't know. I always just shoot ducks until they give me a ticket for it. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um but, but now, it goes in I know it goes into December in the south zone, so it does this year, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We did kind of have a later start this year than normal. Seemed to be. Yeah. So yeah, we got a couple weeks. We got a couple weeks left of shooting ducks. But now now it's getting to be that time where you're like, well, what am I gonna do now? Hunt hawkers. You hunt hawkers? No, I mean like for traveling. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good subject for a different episode. Or this one. Are you thinking about doing any traveling? Uh, We've been throwing around some ideas. Do you Um, think COVID's going to prevent us from doing much traveling? No. I don't know either because there is a stay-at-home order in a couple states now. Is there? Uh Uh-huh. But when I flew earlier this year, I was like... I didn't even I didn't even Google it. I was like, well, I wonder if if I get to somewhere, there's gonna be they some sort of regulation. Tell you to turn around and go back. That's no. the thing. Like even when everybody when like when it was full on shutdown everywhere, like the whole country pretty much, people were. I mean, I was surprised like the airlines weren't shut down. Like you could still travel. Not only could you travel, but it was so cheap. They're like, they want you to travel. I could go to New Orleans for seventy nine dollars. Dude, that first literally could have gone to New Orleans for seventy nine dollars. <laughs> I saw it for like 35 like, But it would have been pointless because none of the restaurants were open. The only reason I'm going to go to New Orleans is to get some bomb-ass Cajun food. And it wasn't hunting season yet. And then that. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, what, uh, it was April or March or April. It must have been March. I was on the phone with my buddy, and we are talking, like, let's just do a trip somewhere. And I literally could not find a round-trip ticket for more than $50. For more than 50 that's bucks. Just, it's, and it's, I looked up, like, point. 20 like they, cities. Apparently they want It's like, I'm half tempted to do it just because I can. Like, if you were a like went to somewhere just to camp <laughs> like, yeah. it would have been fun but otherwise i like, can't fill my i can't fill the tank on my truck for 50 bucks oh dude so. i was i rented several several cars i rented were less than 20 bucks a day Jeez. so it was like cheaper to rent a car than it would be to take one uber <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's going to affect the hunting outdoor stuff as much because um most places eventually got to the point where they're like it's safe to do outside stuff because you you know there's good airflow. It, it appears that like UV light, so sunlight, pretty much kills the Rona Doesn't, instantly. Yeah. So it's like they want you to go do if, if you're gonna recreate, recreate outside. So I don't think that's really. I mean, of course you still have to play. You still have to place the stay. So you gotta you know either VRBO or motel it or something. So that could be a problem if they shut those things down. But or just go meet some creepy guy in a bar and stay at his old farmhouse in North Dakota. I mean, there's always that option too. Perfect. <laughs> Fight off the axe murderers. But uh, I don't know. We've talked about maybe Missouri, Nebraska, like actually Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe even further go down to like Texacoma, do a crane hunt, do something like we haven't never done, like do a crane hunt or something. I got a good spot for cranes if you want to. Yeah. Some intel. Um, yeah, I always keep my eyes, especially like late January, I always keep my eyes on Missouri because it's happened once or twice since I started paying attention to where they got a big warm up in late January, like into the 60s, into the 70s, and they'll get a reverse migration. And I went and I hunted uh, just north of Kansas City once, and it was like unbelievable. It was the mm. last weekend of their season for Canada geese. They normally end right around January 31 for honkers that in there, in that zone or whatever. And it was crazy. It was one of the most fantastic migrations I've ever seen coming from the south. And we got to hunt them. It was cool. I do have a tentative uh, plan to hunt Iowa. It's not much of a trip, but it's... That would be cool. I've, I would never, I've never honker hunted in Iowa. So. I've honker hunted Iowa late season before. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. There's a lot of geese there. Yeah. Tons. Shit tons of geese there. Yep. Every and time will, I've driven through Des Moines in like the wintertime for whatever I was doing, it's like, Jesus, there's birds Do you know what here. the number one county in um, Iowa is for killing honkers? No. You would think it would be the county that contains... Des Moines. That's exactly what I was going to say. You'd be incorrect. It is the county that has... I can't remember the name of the county, to be honest, but this town is Osceola. Oh, I know where that... Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about that because you lived down there, right? So No, I didn't live down there. No, I lived in Knoxville, Pella. Pella, Pella. Yeah, but they've got the... Um, they're Red, not, Red resu- Rock Reservoirs. The right reservoirs. There. Like yeah. these reservoirs everywhere. And... Uh, that looks like a really cool landscape to hunt, which is like south central Iowa. It's a lot hillier than I I you know always hear how flat Iowa is. You yeah, know? not in that area though, not right? Not in that area. It's hilly as fuck. Dude, do you do you mess around with Google Earth much? Uh I used to do not much. I just my Google Maps. I don't go to actual Google Earth much. Dude, go to Google Earth and uh play with their three D functions. That is cool as shit now. Like, I don't know if they've done an update, but I just recently... They have it on my Google Maps. They have a beta 3D now. A beta 3D? Yeah, uh, I just noticed. I'm going to go down to that Osceola, Iowa and 3D it right now. But it's cool because I've been like... (laughs) At least I thought it did. I've been uh, starting up in like Calgary and turning off, turning on 3D and then like getting to like the height a goose would be at and then... (laughs) turning off all the labels on the landscape so I don't know where I am, and then just trying to navigate my way to, like, California's Central Valley. <laughs> Be the goose. Dude, it's fucking cool, man. It is fucking cool. And I even, like, found one little city. I was like, what is this? I was looking at it with my girl, and she, I was like, we need to take a vacation here. It was some town in Wyoming. But one time I ended up in, like, the Gulf of Mexico. I was like, man, I I'm, I'm, would be a terrible fucking goose. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no, these areas. Um, I got lost in the maps yesterday. I ended up in Nova Scotia, of all places. Oh, God, I get lost in the maps, dude. So, so lost. But um, there's an area I was really studying it hard. Like, I know that this is an area that is a migration staging area. When birds move into the area, they stop here. Okay, well, I got on the Google Earth. I hooked it up to the television, had her, you know. Oh, sweet. And I was just going, all right, if I'm a goose coming out of the north, and I kind of know where these birds come from, like, why do they stop here? What is it that makes them like this area? And um, you could totally, totally tell, like, why they stop there. Like, when you come from the north and then you just see it, it's like a glowing beacon on a hill. Like, bloop, here's where the food Mm. is, everyone. And then I'll, then I started analyzing, like, okay, what are these colors? Are, where are more of these colors, more of these shapes, more of these landscape features if I were to come from the north? And I was like, there's one, there's one, 
there's one. I'm like, I've never thought about hunting any of these areas, but I bet you them days that my area that I know of right here that gets these big old pushes of birds, that one, that one, that one, that one. Hmm. I bet dollars to donuts they do too. I'm like, hmm. And I just, then I'm lost in the map. <laughs> Seven I'm hours lost. later, I'm navigating my way from Calgary <laughs> down to the Central Valley of California. But um, no, it's... A, it's. <clears throat> and then there's the, the other thing too. I think we've talked about before, but like doing Arizona, something like completely out of the box oh dude there's no restrictions in going to mexico really nope go ahead and go to mexico <laughs> go ahead and go to mexico and um mexico <clears throat> has been one of my favorite duck hunting locations even though i've done it one time but we were hunting there on valentine's day you pretty much have to like stay at a resort or they we at did least stay at advise a resort. you to stay at a resort well, i went with ramsey russell get ducks <clears throat> which is for guys like 30 years older 30 times richer and like uh, yeah. just 30 times fatter than me, too. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. It was so expensive. But, like, you'd go down. Uh, we had a, a beachside resort. And you'd go down to uh, the restaurant area at 5 a.m. They brought in staff just for you. And they're like, what would you like for breakfast? And I was, like, looking at the menu. And they're like, just so you know, you can just whatever you want. If it's not on here, we'll get it. I was like, what? Yeah, what, what are you? Can I have waffles? They're like, we'll get you waffles. We'll make it, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'd get into like a Suburban that was washed like that day, the morning or the night wow. before. We had to put our muddy boots in plastic bags. It was cool. Hmm. But no, the duck hunting there was awesome too. What did you shoot? Um, blue wings, green wings, shovelers, cinnamons. It's all a teal fest, basically. Teal, yeah. I mean, a shoveler is basically a blue that, and teal. I, yeah, that's what I. I mean, I, I put shovelers in that teal category. They're the same. They just have a different shaped beak. So that's pretty much the only thing that separates them. Dude, it's cool. Like if you look at the, the ducks of South America, how many of them are our ducks? Just slightly different. Just slightly different. Yeah. Like yeah, Bahama teal or Bahama pintail. I mean, <laughs> silver teal. Their, they've got their own teal, their own pintail. They've even got their own fucking widgeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah. It is. It's. It is interesting. Like that Darwin would have a good time with that for sure. I think so. But then they also have some of ours. I think cinnamons and even spoonies go that far down, don't they? Sometimes. Yeah. Don't they no, they, they got like the red shovelers or whatever. Yeah. Or I don't know if they mix, but do they migrate from the south, north in they the southern must. hemisphere? They, Why? Mu they must. They must. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they right. have to. But man, if you look at like the globe too, especially like fucking around on Google Earth, um, if you just center it up on the South Pole, you cannot see fucking land. Like, there's no land. Yeah. Like, all the land of the of the globe is kind of, like, centered in the Northern Hemisphere. There's not a shitload of but land I don't think, that gets south of the equator. Yeah, but I don't think any of those ducks, like, actually nest. In Antarctica. In the, in the, yeah, in Antarctica. No. And I mean, on the ice. No, it's, it's kind of. That's penguin territory that down is. there. And this, the North Pole is a sea. It's an ocean. Yes. That's in the Arctic Ocean, yeah. but like, but the much south more landmass up and around it, though. Exactly, and the South Pole is um, a continent of of land of ice. Right. It's just kind of crazy if you start like going through the differences of North mm -hmm. Pole and South Pole, or Antarctica and the Arctic. It's cool. I haven't really looked into yeah There's at all like where those birds um, nest or breed, but I'm guessing it would be you know all the way down to like Argentina. Peru, somewhere like that, would be my guess. Although they hunt them right in Argentina, that's like a hotbed for the duck hunting. Is Argentina? So it is. Yeah, here I'm looking at this crazy fucking widgeon. 
and I have no idea what kind of a species that is. <laughs> the Mexican wigeon? I don't know. Or it wouldn't be Mexican, it would be South American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a South American wigeon. It, you can tell it's got a wigeon bi- like beak or bill on it. It's got the wigeon uh, little feathers, but then its chest has got mottled like white and grays. Just cool shit, man. Widge. Widgeon. Let's see. The Chilean. Oh, Chilo. Chilo Widgeon. That one? Are you looking at that one? It's got the green head and looks like a yeah, that is snow the one mallard at. kind of top. Yeah, yeah. Chiloe Widgeon is the southern Widgeon. That is pretty cool. Dude, that thing is sick looking. I don't even know what this... I don't know what any of these are, man. Yeah. Also, the geese down there are crazy, too. What are you looking at? This is a really good podcast here. We're looking at pictures and describing them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Google. Google South American. Should we call that one? Chiloa. Do you want to do yeah. that? We're um, all over the map on that one, Do you want to do fine. a... Uh, okay, when we were talking about doing like a state-by-state type of thing when we were in the blind, I threw it out there. It was kind of sounded like, let's talk about these wacky laws. But I was kind of just more... Uh, Talking about, like, you want to go through some of these websites and talk about different opportunities that exist. Like, I think a yeah. lot of people have no clue, like, what type really, of opportunities. I really didn't think it was like, let's talk about their wacky laws. It's more like we could add it all. Like, okay, here's duck and goose hunting in whatever state, and here are the rules. We can compare them. Like, oh, weird, you can do this, you can't do that. Or, but also, they have this cra- They have this cool March season or wherever the case mm-hmm. may be. Like, we just exactly. talk, like – it's not like a, a rip on them for their weird rules. It's just more of like how different states are in their season structures, limits, all that stuff. So, yeah, that would be a good like, idea. Like we'll a, do that. Like a good opportunities you could do. Like my season ends, but I could go do Brant, you know, like right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. All we'll right. do that in the next one. All right, bye then. This has been the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast Waterfall Wednesday with Nick J. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Hey, if you got some uh, waterfall lovers out there that you know and they're not aware of the Waterfall Wednesday or Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, let them know. Share it with your buddies. Keep it going around. Uh, don't forget, if you have a beard, if you're thinking about growing a beard, take care of that some bitch. Go to thebeardstruggle.com, put in code FULLSCALE15 at checkout, save yourself 15%. Thank you again for listening, whatever your passion, especially if it's waterfall, pursue it full scale. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.